for those with good taste. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boys from For Those With Good Taste. I'm Matt. He's Lenny. What up? And welcome back to another edition of Good Taste Weekly. And in typical Good Taste fashion, hit the subscribe button, slap a like, and maybe drop a comment in the comment section. What do you think, Len? Please, sir. Please, sir. Please do. I'd like to have some more. Drop mm-hmm. some more comments, sir. Yep. Um, for every single like that you guys do on this video, um, a starving polar bear in Antarctica gets a Coca-Cola bottle. A Coca-Cola bottle? Uh, I thought they stopped sponsoring polar bears. No, I don't think you could ever pull out of the polar bear game. You ever seen those things? They're dope. I mean, I think it's because they're on the endangered species list now that I just assume <laughs> they weren't drinking Coke anymore. Diabetes, huh? I would imagine so. Up to I mean, you got baby bears drinking Coca-Cola, dude. It's yeah, not a good... I mean, they can't even get a fish right now. They start them young in the Arctic. Oh, but, you know, we digress on polar bears. But how's it, your week been, Len? Dude, it was going swimmingly. We actually... Uh, I just wanted to knock the the walls down. The yeah. fourth wall here. Yeah. And just uh, let them know about our personal trials and tribulations. And just know that, like, you know, we're not starting this video off or this podcast off in, like, a 100% positive space. Would you say that we lost some time, Lynn? <laughs> Feels a lot like it. For like the people out there that are like fellow creators. So like, you know, Steve talking to you, um, you know, Aaron Waller, Aaron Waller, all you good guys. Um, how do you how do you feel when you like record something in like you go to look at the computer afterwards and you're like, that doesn't look right. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. In <laughs> You just, you look at it and you're like, I, I didn't do anything wrong, but I know something looks wrong. It's like one of these things does not belong. And, and it's probably an issue that's going to cause us to make it, maybe lose our mind a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, as a part of the, the trials and tribulations of attempting to be a creator in this creative world is that, you know, sometimes you put some stuff down and it doesn't record the way you want to. And like that just happened to us before we got on here. Yeah. Um, and, and it heartbroke me a little bit. And it's like, it's hard to, you know, get back up for the next one, you know? Yeah, 100% but, transparency. Uh, we are coping with lost time right now. And yeah. it's kind of like picking up the pieces to a lost puzzle after a night of drinking. It, it's tough to deal with loss. So with that being said, <laughs> I wanted to kind of find a way to switch gears here. And I have two different options to go with. What are we thinking? And it's like a... <laughs> One's ridiculous, like top shelf ridiculous. Top me. notch. Yeah, this one. This is a this is a scenario that I thought up yesterday, and it and it's a tough one. But then I also had a question that I had thought up a couple weeks ago. That's a little bit more close to the reservation. Okay. Um, I don't think you can say close to the reservation. No. Is that offensive? <laughs> Not to me. That's so why I don't care. All right, my bad. Yeah, maybe um, I shouldn't be looking for people to be offended. So. Which one do you think I should go with? I want. I kind of want both. Is that being too greedy? All right, I'll find a way. If I like, I'll figure out how I can tie these both. Can together. you? Can, all right. Could you possibly ask me the question that's a little bit more close to the reservation? You said you weren't going to say it. Okay, so we're going to start there. Okay, and I'll build up to the second one. All right. So my first one revolved around uh, eating things. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to like how I have to segue <laughs> these. Um, so. I feel like it was, we're, we're going to talk about WandaVision in this episode. 
Don't so, give away spoilers, dude. <laughs> no, it's okay to set up the like spo- You know, I, like I think it's actually better. So like we're gonna talk about WandaVision at some point. Stick around. You might want to stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, in what in the very first episode, I think they showed like it was in the black and white episode. I'm pretty sure they showed an open an open faced grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. What's what's that all about? I remember you wanting to talk about this, yeah, and we just never addressed what's that it. All about? So that that was fucking weird, right? Yeah, I can agree. As someone who's a huge fan of grilled cheese sandwiches in all their glory. It was the very first time I had ever heard been ever heard of an open grilled cheese sandwich. Open faced, open faced yeah. grilled I cheese sandwich. I found out other people who have eaten these, and it does seem kind of interesting. Neither here nor there. What I was going to ask is, when you eat a sandwich, when you get like the like a perfect like deli sandwich or a steak and cheese or a cheeseburger or whatever it might be, you're eating that sandwich, this is right? A really, really close um, question to the reservation. Look at the camera when you lick your lips. Don't don't look, look at, at you. Sorry, <laughs> we had weird eye contact. So when you eat that sandwich, though, do you strategically eat your food? Like, do you eat to try and get to the perfect <laughs> last bite? Yeah, I'm a weirdo in that sense. That's uh, not, is that weird, though? Because, like, that's exactly what I do. I See, up until this point, <laughs> I thought I was a weirdo. But now I'm realizing that there's probably a lot more people out there. There's a contingent there. of us, dude. Um, uh, are you also one of those people that's really concerned with how your sandwich is cut? No, I don't. I don't care about triangles, squares, circles, no okay. crust, crust. Like, okay. it is what it is. I, yeah, I just wanted to make sure you weren't one of those people. No, I'm. I'm not at all. But I did. So what it was is, I got a breakfast sandwich one morning. I was going to work, and I was, you know, eating as I do. And I've known I've done it for a while, but there was just there's this a pattern that there's this one day though that I got the perfect combination. It was a sweet black pepper bacon breakfast sandwich from Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, no, so, no free advertisement from, but, a, from know, a donut chain that I will need, be not will not be named. But I need you guys to have context. Yeah, and I always order this with American cheese, not to get too like inside baseball in my bre- my breakfast orders. But like, I I generally order it with American cheese because I don't like their their white cheddar. Okay. So I'm eating this, and I get to the very last bite, Matt, and it's uh, and it's the egg, it's the croissant. The cheese. It's got like four pieces of the fucking bacon, Ooh. like stacked, Ooh. and it had the cheese. And I bit in. It was the last bite, and I just was like, "Dude, that was the best sandwich ever." And it was all dictated upon the fact that the last bite was fantastic. And yeah. I was like, "Does anybody else fucking do this?" Yeah. To any sandwich enthusiast out there, I think we can all agree that there is that that perfect bite, whether it's a, uh, uh, you know. Bacon and cheese, maybe some lettuce filled. Could be anything, really. Oh, the crunch of the lettuce. The mixed crunch with like a, mixed yeah. with the gooiness of the cheese. Once you have that moment, it could have been a, a, a semi-good sandwich. But if you have that moment, I think that makes it a good sandwich. It just it'll it, that'll make or break. Because I, what I equate it to is when you get a when you get a sub, and the sub is really hefty in the middle. So we all break it apart and we eat from the middle. Front right? first, yeah. But when we get to the back end, if you haven't worked on the back, so I like to, I work. You like the to back, work the back end. I work the back end. I work the front. You know, I work the back. I work the front. Uh, Certainly understand that you're working yeah, the front as yeah. you're also about the to old, get to the back. The old rusty trombone. <laughs> I got to definitely understand the, the filthy Sanchez reference you were getting. So at. I, I like, I like to do that with my subs. So I end up with a bite that's perfect on both ends. So it, I don't know. This is this might not be interesting. To no, this is a hot take that. that if you're not interested in, you need to get interested in because everybody's been eating their sandwiches wrong. Like everybody wonders why at the end of their sub, it's just all bread and like a little bit of like well, you, flavor. You be a little more calculating about what you're doing. Dude, you got to be precise and really just have an end goal. Like you got to know what you're aiming for. If you're just in there taking bites willy nilly, 
You're not here to enjoy your food. So this led me to leads me to my next way, way crazier thing. Um, it goes into aliens, Matt. And it's like, if aliens were to come down from space and they needed valuable knowledge from us, like this, how we eat our sandwiches, right? How we consume our food. They need to find that out. Do you us, think Matt. aliens are going directly to sandwiches? <laughs> no. But for like, their very first priority? Dude, I told you I had to find a way to segue. So no, I get that. I'm a little concerned. Me. Okay. <laughs> work with me, dude. Jesus. So when they're trying to get out the important facts about the human race, such as the way I prefer my sandwiches to be made and consumed. And consumed. Uh, but you had to choose one of the three ways that they could take the information from you. <laughs> they can go from the brain, from the belly, or from the butthole. Which one do you choose? And I've asked several people this question, Matt, and I've gotten several answers. So I'm interested to see, and I'm sorry I'm putting you on the spot with a recording as to what yours would be, but I'm, I want to know. I feel like I'd want them to maybe go with the stomach. I don't know. Good answer. Is that That's weird? what I said. I'm stomach. certainly, as soon as you said the butthole, no, sir. I won't name anyone, but there was a person out there. You're going to tell me off air. Nate. <laughs> You're certainly There was a person out air. there who instantly went butthole. Ah, oh, well. They were like, it's going to be like colonoscopies in the, in the future for all of us, man. Like realistically. Speak for yourself. So the technology's out there. Listen, dude. It's pretty you, achievable. You got to buy me a couple of drinks before you sh- shove a camera up my butthole. I, had an, I knew another person, Matt, who said, well, I've done a COVID test, so they can go for the brain. Because it's like, if they go for the brain, they got to go through the nostril or through the ear. But I was like, dude, they don't touch your brain when they do a COVID test, you idiot. I mean, they get close enough. I don't know if you've had, I know I've had one. Those things hurt. And you feel it in there after a while. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. That's what she said. Uh, and I've also, I've also just defaulted to the idea of total recall where Arnold Schwarzenegger has to drill up in his brain to get that little probe out. Yeah, that's fucking gross. Certainly not doing anything like that, dude. I'm just like, dude, anything you do with my brain like, could really fuck some stuff up. Like, my left side of my face might stop working. Like, I've got enough trouble up there. <laughs> I don't need you starting shit. Yeah, that, that's what I don't And, need. like, I don't think I want you going through my nose, but I also don't really want you going through my ear. Because, like, you know, when you go too deep with a Q-tip? All of this is very invasive, <laughs> sir. You're saying all of it, and it is making me very squeamish. So, I, I my choice was the belly, because I figure... I already had a tube attached to my belly button that had shit like going. Should already it. be open. Like so, if they really wanted to get back in, they just got to untie the knot. I don't think that's. I don't think that's how it's done. You're simplifying the operation, but because mm, we use scissors when we cut the whole thing off anyway, there was certainly no knot tying of any. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I did cut the umbilical cord. I, I swear, I thought they cut it and then they wrap it. No, that's dude, like they're a, not. They're not like tying a, 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 a thread around it's, it and it's then a just balloon, like. Dude, you just, that little knot off. Hopefully, this will fall off. No, I don't think that's how it works. Hey, um, then they push it in, dude. That's how you get innies and outies. Is that how it's done? <laughs> if you're a doctor, you got to let us know because I don't have the inside scoop on this. Um, but how would you, how do you think they would rank it? <laughs> I don't know how we're going to make this segue work. Well, I'm, how I, would, they, like, in terms of worst to best? Yeah. Like, why would those three options, like, would you get the most information? Well, out I don't of know. Well, this is why I don't or? actually know what information they were going for. I haven't met the aliens yet. Well, you were on the right path because every probe that's had anything to do with aliens has always been like an anal probe of well, sorts. That's, that's what I was saying, dude. Yeah. Who's you're not thought, far off. Like, what? what's the most useful information they're taking out of our butthole? I was also talking about this one yesterday. Thank you for bringing that up. In movies, 
what is the most useful information that somebody's gotten from the butthole when they've been probed? Nope. So this is, this is where I say conspiracy theory time. Uh, someone's just been molesting people and they're like, hey man, those aliens well, so playing with your butthole. Funny enough, when I had this conversation yesterday, somebody brought up Bill Cosby and they were just like, you're telling me Bill Cosby's been like, <laughs> like the reason for aliens for, for 60 years? It's either that or it's like in Hollywood, like 40 years ago, somebody was like really embarrassed about how last night went. And they just were like, I got abducted by aliens. I don't know, man. Because if you look at, like, if you go to a Hollywood party and you I, get shit-faced, you? I mean, it's been a while. Uh, but if you get shit-faced. I just those, that you were like, if you go to a Hollywood party. Yeah, I mean, you've been to yeah, one, dude. Yeah, like, haven't we all? We all get an invite at one point or another. You don't go your entire life without getting a Hollywood invite. Uh, but if you, you wake up, schlubs. if you're shit-faced and you wake up in, like, a Hollywood mansion, you're going to feel like you're probably in a spaceship. And somebody fondled your booty hole a little bit. You're blaming it on aliens, dude. Immediately. Immediately. No, I'm not. I'm not saying Craig fondled my booty hole, dude. I'm certainly not saying Even that. Even the day I got a colonoscopy, I'm coming out of that room being like, dude, fucking aliens. You bro. keep talking about colonoscopy, dude. I'm not even acknowledging that I have to get one, bro. <laughs> you think if you just keep ignoring it, it won't bro? Happen? Me and the doctor are just gonna be like, hey, man, I'm gonna be up here. You're back there. We're just gonna have, hey, how about how the socks doing? Socks suck. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Oh, and then you're just like, oh, you must really like you. You like it's your. <laughs> Trot Nixon, huh? I'm just hoping that he's not Trot Nixon in anymore than he needs to up in there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, keep out, dude. That um, guy had a greasy helmet. Uh, but speaking of rankings, did you see what Sly Stallone was doing? Was he uh, ranking alien abductions by any chance? Because that man looks like he's been abducted by aliens a few times. I don't think he's done any movies with aliens. Am I wrong? No, I'm saying he's just looked like he's been abducted by aliens. You're right. But I'm just trying, like, what's this thing? What's he, what does he have against aliens? Either way. What was he ranking, though? Rocky movies. The one thing he 100% is able to rank. <laughs> 100% familiar with. Yeah, he can rank this. That's pretty sweet. How, how far did he get along with it? Um, I mean, I've seen the whole list because it's in front of me now, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I figured I'd throw you a pop quiz with the answers up right in front Thanks, of you. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Um, so I guess what you want to ask me is, did I agree with the list? Yeah, I think that's a much better answer is based on what Sly ranked his movies, did you agree or disagree? Because I know you're a huge Rocky buff. I thought his rankings were interesting. Like I, not a lot of versatility, first of all. The lowest will give him, well, he, he fucking hates one of them. <laughs> so Don't Rocky, tell. his Don't favorite tell. is Rocky 1. Clearly. I tend to disagree because he is a creep in that movie. I love, like, Rocky One's really good. Don't get me wrong. But go back and watch Rocky One. Ro- he is a socially awkward creep for a lot of that movie. Okay. I mean, he doesn't speak the language, so it makes sense. I'm surprised Adrian was comfortable going into that apartment. It's a different time. Yeah, or was it a house? It was either, neither here nor there. So he ranks that the best. He gave it a 10 overall. 10 of 10. Okay. Okay. I assume it's a 10 of 10, not like a 10 of 100. What if he did, like, a weird 10 out of 15... Ah. scale it's just like nothing was very good it's very european of yeah them. um so next one up is rocky 2 he gave that a 7.5 that's a big drop off there I, I why do you think i guess he just didn't really it doesn't really do much it's really just a, a copy of the first but just from a different perspective in a way like the fight is at least like sure um so that, that's not, I think that's probably a fair ranking, like 7.5. I would say the first one is more like a, if on his scale, a nine. And maybe you get the next one at like, like a yeah, 7.5. Like, yeah, you think he mixed it up? But he gives Rocky three a nine. I, I like Rocky four more than I like Rocky three. So I, I, I feel like I would give that really? more of okay. like a, if I, like, I don't want to give numbers on it, but if I had to rank my favorites yeah. in order, 
it, it's probably Rocky one because it sets up the series. Yeah. Even though he's fucking weird, he sets up the series. Rocky four, Rocky three, Rocky two, Rocky five. This Where do you put Rocky <clears throat> Dennis? <laughs> Far off the list. Sorry. Far off the list. But he doesn't like Rocky four. He said he he really doesn't like it as much as the other ones because of the. Um, political tension that he used in the movie okay and the one he especially fucking hates and everybody hates he's not like yeah i've never uh, heard grave like raving reviews nobody's really ever said anything good about it but he got a zero he gave it a zero is rocky five and he basically was like i made rocky six as like a make good because he felt like rocky six was the most realistic way that character would end its like fighting career and Rocky Six, for if you haven't seen it out there, it's just called um, it's called Balboa, right? Balboa, or just yeah. Rocky Balboa? Is that what it's called? Isn't isn't the first one Balboa, and then the second one is Rocky Balboa? No, no, no. Ah, all right, because no. it's just Rocky One. Rocky I should probably look that. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm right. But either way, the sixth one is great. It features his one of his best acting performances ever, uh, and it is very realistic the way he Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa nailed Thank it. You. Yep. Um, and he didn't get into like where he ranks Creed and any of that stuff because obviously he doesn't see that as his franchise. He's just a part of that one, I think. But I mean, it stems from his franchise, so take some credit there, Sly. Yeah, I thought I thought it was interesting nonetheless. Do I, you? Do you, I'm sorry to cut you off. Do you think that he ranked this based on how the film did or based on how he felt about how he film? felt about it? He said with like Rocky Five, he was going through a really his headspace wasn't there. I think um, his son passed away shortly after. Rocky Five. Oh wow! Okay. Um, if I, if I'm correct, it was either shortly before or shortly after. But either way, he was saying he, his headspace wasn't great at the time, and it, it maybe affected the way the movie came out. And I'm glad he ended up doing, uh, you know, so much later and was able to make it work. I mean, he fights Antonio Tarver, right? Who yeah. at the time was actually still a legitimate boxer, like relevant yeah. in terms of boxing. So, yeah, I thought it was an interesting conversation. That he, he's a obviously an iconic character. It's always interesting to hear Sly's take on those movies. Uh, Incredible that he wrote and produced like all. Yeah, of it. that's Man, that's like, a huge feather in his cap. Like he doesn't get enough credit for that. I don't think you could have looked at him in the '90s, or at least I didn't, as a person who grew up on like '90s action movies. I, I don't think I could really look at him so much in in like at the time and appreciate how smart he was because his character doesn't necessarily on TV come off as yeah, smart he, all the time. He also <coughs> is known as being this action star known for kind of these one-liners, you know, mm-hmm. some movies he barely even speaks and yeah. he's just, he's all personality and action. So, you know, to find out that he's able to write, produce, direct one of the greatest film franchise, franchises of all time, I guess you could say, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's pretty dope. It, it, props to him. Uh, I, I hope we're getting more Creed down the line. Uh, I hope we also get another, um, what's the team up that he does there? Uh, expendables yeah give me expendables yeah you can give me expendables 50 where everybody's 100 years old and i'd probably still be interested in it and you can also give me more michael b jordan movies with the shirt off i'm 100 percent okay with that yeah me too Uh, yeah i didn't want to i was double checking i just wanted to clear the air i mean it's a guy for me going going back in the old spank bank you know what i'm saying he just just, for a long time just can't miss and nailed it as the pro or antagonist and Black Panther D- uh, dating Steve Harvey's uh, yes he daughter, is Lori, uh, Steve Lori. Harvey not a not a fan dude how do you hate on Michael B Jordan I didn't know that he wasn't a fan but yeah I, I read an article that, like I mean he said he's not impressed I guess I, mean, that, I guess a, that I took that as him being not a fan I don't think he I think he's just taking the stance of like that's my daughter and like 
I don't want to know that she's out there with this dude. Dude, I have a daughter, and if she was with Michael B. Jordan and this guy is making moves the way he is, might be okay with it. Yeah, I I think there's just levels to this. (laughs) You're saying Steve Steve Harvey's at the, the, the top? Steve Harvey's just probably in more of a position to be a little bit more selective about what his daughter's doing out there. I don't know, man. Steve Harvey isn't very selective with his jobs, so I, I don't know. I mean... he's All right, he's so been, outside of Family Feud... Can I just say real quick, and this is dating back to our original topic of this, about, like, you've been slanderous of some people today, <laughs> and nobody's going to hear the Leon Edwards slander because it didn't get recorded. I could release the video, I suppose, because I do at least have that. Listen, dude, this one I'm justified, bro. You don't talk shit about Michael B. Jordan. But you love Family Feud, dude. I do love Family so Feud. So what are you doing about the jobs, outside, dude? Outside of Family Feud, the man is out hosting pageants. The man's out here doing a whole bunch of stuff. Do so you, much so that he can't be bothered to talk to people throughout the day. Did you blame this man for doing the pageants? No. Any sane man would do a beauty pageant, 100%. Dude, yeah, I'm not, like he's, like a, he's uh, out there, dude. He's, he's looking at talent. He's seeing what's what's the next group, big thing in, in the pageant listen, game. I don't blame him All there. I'm saying is... He's responsible for a great reality TV show. He had a great TV show back in the day. Um, called original, the Steve Harvey dude, Show? He's one of the original kings of comedy, Matt. You, listen, you're talking a lot about his resume. Much props to his resume, okay? I'm talking about the odd jobs that he hangs out in front of Home Depot to complete every day. He's doing weird TV shows, doing all this other stuff. You don't knock Michael B. Jordan, bro. I love Michael you. B. Jordan has the resume of a saint. The man was on the wire, for, for goodness sake. I love that you can just, in your mind, you can just pull up to Home Depot in a pickup truck and get <laughs> Steve Harvey to do a job for you. I don't know. The same man that you said won't talk to anybody, but he'll just show him on Home Depot. I, I meant that in the sense that he just, from the moment he wakes up to the end of the night, he's doing odd jobs throughout the day, so much so that he has to schedule personal conversations with people. What are you doing, Steve Harvey? And you don't have a right to knock Michael B. Jordan. I think, unfortunately, Matt, you've just talked about the life of like most people who are in that elite status of like fame. Yeah, I don't give it's them... It's really depressing. You're right. I'm not, um, not giving them any credit, dude. Dude, let's get out of this like, Sorry. this bear trap that we've put ourselves in. I going to say, um, Steve Harvey's never done anything for Marvel, okay? No, he hasn't. Do you want to talk some Marvel, though? I do. Okay, so there's some, uh, there's some news dropping that there's a movie coming out, possibly in the future, called The Mutants, which one could only assume is... Our, our favorites. I'm hoping. The yes. X-Men. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if, if it isn't the X-Men, get out of my face with that mutant stuff. What else could it be? Like, what are you going to call the mutants and not have it be the X-Men? I don't know, man. I mean, they're, they're doing a lot of creative things lately, and they're really knocking all this stuff out of the park. So, I mean, unless they just introduce a brand new set of characters who are mutants, it has to be the X-Men. So, this therefore, I'm on board. If anything, this confirms something that I suppose we all kind of know, that you're not going to be getting returning characters from the Sony world, right? Because sure. you, would, would, you wouldn't call it the mutants unless you were going to be introducing, like, the first I ever understand. mutants. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, so I assume you're using that name because you don't, they're not the X-Men yet, right? Right. Like, you have to establish them what they yeah, are. We, we've already had an X-Men first class to give us some, some insight to how everything comes to be. Do you think that kind of is a bad thing in a way, though? No. That, like, no. But, but, so, I'm sorry, dude, go ahead. Okay, so what I mean is, like, You've had X1 that's told the story from the perspective of we already know who these characters are, but we get introductions and we get back, background story already to a lot of these characters. Then we do first class and we get introductions to these characters again, right? We've also had the animated TV shows, whether it be the one, uh, the original one, or we've had the X-Men Evolution, all of that stuff, right? So 
do we at this point necessarily want another retelling of an origin story or do we want something that's maybe more along the lines of um, Civil War where we just get the introduction of odd characters uh, well of in this in civil war spider-man right right? where he's just already established in the world that he has those powers the reason it probably doesn't work is because you can't then you wouldn't be able to ignore the fact that there's been no crossover before this point and it's like with all this other stuff going on how have you not had crossover and you also can't retell stories that i'm sure that disney wants to retell on their own like they want to use this the phoenix saga i'm sure for their own doing you know yeah and that's there's there is a risk to having too much source material uh, because you almost feel like you have to stick to a certain story to kind of pay homage to the original comics or the original storylines. And then you deal with the fandoms and all their BS. If you can come up with original storylines and you're able to introduce new characters, I think that that goes a long way to kind of expanding this universe that you're looking to tell a story about. Yeah. I think if we are reintroduced to characters that we already know, there's already a specific set expectation to what the end game is going to be. And I hate to use that terminology, but you know, if it's X-Men, we're always kind of wondering, when are we going to see the Phoenix arc? When are we going to see the Apocalypse arc? We're always wondering, how much are we going to have to watch until we get to the good stuff? When you have original content, every episode, and we've seen it, and we're going to talk about it a little bit more with WandaVision, Every episode is an opportunity for you to invest a little bit more and have a little bit more be paid back to you when it's all over at the end. Yeah, I, I think that it's like it being able to build a world is something they've always had a real strength with, obviously. And like and being able to use more source material is always going to be a good thing. Um, I do wonder if like I I think we all have to have blind faith that they're going to do this with success, right? Yeah. At this point, we're saying that Disney is very close to being on the can't miss list with some of these series and movies. I I have to have a pessimistic optimism that this is going to go well. Yeah. I mean, I think you're like getting ahead of yourself with our WandaVision review to just assume that I have all positive things to say about what they do. But, you know, for the most part, you're you're very correct. I think you're entitled to your opinion and... I may be as well. So let's get into that review, Matt. That review of WandaVision we've been just teasing this whole way. Yeah, I mean, you've been teasing. I've been kind of clamoring just to see where your head's at on it. Before we do that, though, let's remind everybody at home, go ahead and give this video a like. Maybe comment. Let us know what you think about what we've talked about so far. Give us a th- your thoughts on WandaVision uh, going forward or how you've thought of the, of the entirety of the series, where it leads things going forward. Uh, and as well as that, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Please. Yeah, and if you haven't watched WandaVision, <clears throat> we're about to spoil the shit out of things. Yeah, so get out now. Because so, there's no like non-spoiler and then spoiler. It's just we don't know how to like draw that line in our brains. We're not... Yeah. We don't got it. We're not good with boundaries when it comes to not spoiling things. So be prepared to be spoiled. I know boundaries. He doesn't know boundaries. I beg to differ because I would say that your boundary on this is way off. Okay. 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 You don't, we'll find out. You think you feel so much different than me. What Um, what are the, like, is it okay? Like if I completely disagree with you, can I come across this table and slap you? As long as they slap the like button. Yeah. Hit the like button. If I get to five likes, I get to slap Lenny. Awesome. That's on recording okay sweet so what would you think of wandavision Len? so let's remind people at home for me that how it's been for me rather i've watched no wandavision since episode five yes which is great because you can explain your journey to the fans and we can 
Bring this so to I, a close. I banged out like two hours like it was a movie. Sure. Uh, of this. And the one major conclusion I felt by the end of the, what is it, four more episodes, right? Yes. So by the end of the next four episodes, while they had their highs and they had their lows, I thought my main takeaway was that this peaked at episode five. Okay. I think I require elaboration. I think that the show had a certain level of anonymity um, in like tension that they had built. Like there was a lot of questions in what was going on. We didn't know who was doing what. We didn't really know what was going on inside of the world. We were getting some answers, but we still didn't know anything. And I thought it had built to this really, really awesome peak. And I just didn't feel like the next four episodes paid off quite the same way. I didn't leave with the same feeling. Okay. Um, you know, there were no major surprises. I also like, I did a really good job of avoiding any spoilers or, or anything of that nature. Like I didn't really, I was able to like, of course I caught headlines here and there. Yeah, stuff. but that's, that does So, but like I had heard friends talk about some things along the way and like people had told me how this had like, they, they had to go back and rewatch Ultron because this series like, reshaped the way that Ultron looks. I wouldn't and agree like, with that. So, so maybe in a way like that, that can negatively impact in a way to your like expectations on something. But I, cause I definitely found myself watching it saying like, when is the thing that's going to really alter like Ultron? Then maybe it did happen. And I'm just not, I might need to like, cause I think what I want to do now is go watch it one through nine in its entirety. Yeah. And, and see, cause I, you know, it's definitely with a series like that. There's, there's going to be stuff that you miss. Um, and, and, you know, there's of course moments like I'm human. I might've looked down at my phone, whatever it might be. And I just, it takes you in and out. So it's, but I think that's more of a commentary on, I felt that during those four episodes that it didn't hold my attention the way the first five did. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, what, you I, think I'm far off on that? No, I don't think you're far off, but I can certainly understand where your, where your conclusion is, right? I can certainly understand how you could have came to that. And I think for me, the, the, Next four episodes, since we talked about this last, gave me something. You guys know I'm a sucker for storylines. It was able to close a lot of doors for me and help answer questions. But at the same time, my only dig at the conclusion of this show was they did a very good job for me at least closing a few doors. But then that that final 10 minutes of that last finale episode doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. Mm -hmm. Um, so while the show, I think did very well for me up until that last 10 minutes, each episode just gave me more and more of an understanding of who Wanda Maximoff is. Cause up until this point, she's always been this character who we know is pretty powerful. We know she has a lot of potential to be a great hero or a potential disaster. And this show from the moment we're introduced to Agatha Harkness, mm -hmm. great, great turn. I, th I thought the introduction to her character was really, was done really well. Um, when we're introduced to her, then we get the inside scoop to how Wanda's kind of existed throughout this universe. Um, you know, for everyone who saw her in Endgame and Infinity Wars, she was, you know, Vision's love interest. Uh, she was kind of dealing with the aftermath of Sokovia. There was all this questions hanging over her head, but we didn't really have an idea of who she was. Yeah. We get the backstory of the family interaction when she's a kid, how her family was impacted from the wars and how her family was killed. Then we get how her brother's taken away from her and she's, you know, having to cope with so much loss without really being given an opportunity to express all of this. And when the show took that turn for you, 
for me, it was just an opportunity to understand a character who, to me, in the grand scheme of things, isn't probably going to be extremely important, but is going to be a role player in future movies or future series. I, I actually don't know if I agree at the end there, but I think the I, the biggest takeaway I had is from a character perspective, this was great. Yep. Um, I, I love Wanda and I loved Vision. I, and I loved what this series did for both characters because sure. um, I think it, you know, it, it made you fall in love with them even more to your yeah. point because you were able to get this bigger level of backstory to it. I don't know if I was really sympathetic towards Wanda at the end of the series. Um, so I don't know if it succeeded in that regard. Well, so um, can I stop you there for a moment? I think sympathy was the feeling that the ending wanted you to feel, but you didn't feel it because you shouldn't have. She, Wanda she was no, torturing these people. There's no comeuppance. Like there's yeah, no, yeah, and, she, I, and I, and I think that's where I say that like it peaked in five because like it, it was building to like, there was so much tension with her, with him. Like you didn't know at the time you didn't like vision was starting to kind of clue in Wanda's over here and she, she's controlling and pulling a lot of the strings. What is going on with the neighbor? She seems a little weird. Like yeah. what, what's up with all of that? People are coming up from the ground. There's just all these questions. Right. And it's like, by the end of it, there's not like the, the last episode just doesn't pay off the way it should. Cause you get a very standard Marvel fight, right? Like, yeah. Oh um, yeah. It, okay. the, the vision stop visions fight was cool. For the most part, I like them phasing in the, and out the of intellectual each other. battle was and, more. And for then, me. like it comes to a screeching halt, I like that. But the the Wanda fight was like no, like, and, and and you know, I think that's where it'll lose a lot of its meaning and its value. Uh, I think if you're if you're interested in great battle scenes, this, that last episode is going to lose you almost immediately. No, and and I, I believe we've said along the way, or at least I have, that I look more forward to. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I almost did it. I know. I, 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 I like, saw the C I coming out of you, dude. Because I, was, I knew I was going to... I was like, Falcon, Captain. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. So, like, that's going to be more my speed. The, again, the character work, great. I, I, like you, don't think that this necessarily leaves me... It, it left some questions. The thing I didn't agree with what you said, actually, was... To say that she's not going to be a main character, I think, if anything, this positions her as one of the OP. No, so I, I think I misspoke. So and I, I realized that just as you were saying this. To me, she she is going to play a much bigger role. Obviously, she's been stated as being more powerful than the, the Sorcerer Supreme, which at this point is Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. She, is, she does have to play a bigger role. We don't know if that's a good role or a bad role. I don't think that that's really been established. The reason why we don't have those questions or those answers is because we, if you're watching that episode, you're watching her be looked at as a villain from the public because she's been mentally torturing them and, and keeping them enslaved for her own selfish reasons. And at the end of it, Monica Rambeau might be the u- most useless character ever in this show. She just says things like, they'll never understand what you did for them or what you gave up for them. And it's like, no, Wanda, Wanda fucking terrorize these people. Well, it's like, you know, people lose things all the time. Yeah, you know, like yeah, and that's like a. It's especially a, a weird message when like you essentially in ways mimicked like uh, the pandemic, like uh, unintentionally. Yeah, but, like you know you're you have people living in a bubble and contained. It's a little too stuff real, like that right? Um, and people during like the real world are losing people all the time. Yeah, and they don't have this kind of a resource. But this person who's an all powerful being who's supposed to be like a positive influence. Also, where were all of her fucking Avenger friends? 
who should have been showing up saying like, hey. I mean, like, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier don't show up until next week, so we'll figure that out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll have, they, that is, uh, we should give them the benefit of the doubt because they will answer some of those questions, sure. I suppose. But it's just, there was supposed to be a whole team that's constructed of them that they communicate and it's like, this is what's going on with us, this is what's going on with them. When she breaks in and steals Vision's body, nobody's calling up being like... But she doesn't, she doesn't. steal yeah, Vision's point. body. But like, yeah, you know, I understand what you're shows, saying. When she shows up there. Yeah, when, like, when she's being considered a terrorist at this point, why hasn't there been a beacon uh, yeah. kind of kind of going For off? For somebody to just be a mediator and kind of roll up and be like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, like I'm yeah. a friendly face, you know me. Not Monica Rambeau, who has no And real... that's what it felt like Monica's role was kind of supposed to be. But she she lost me in, in so much in that finale. But, you know, as we look at episodes six through nine, you got six, seven, eight, nine. 69. Nine, 69 six to nine months. Uh when you look at those episodes as a whole, they're all just designed to help you understand how this is going to eventually come to an end. I thought they did a really good job with the twins. I thought they did a great job closing the the, the storybook on Vision. For me, you could have ended the show but that way. They didn't close the storybook on Vision. That, no, because like, White Vision is still out there. But this is sure. but so. Like, do you think outside of? I was thinking about this while you were talking. Like, do they? Is there a little bit of like? they find a way to write themselves cop-outs for real ramifications on characters. And the only one you can really point to is, like I was thinking, is there are characters who have died along the way. Obviously, Tony Stark being the biggest one. As of right um, now, and sure. And also Black Widow. Yeah, right? as of right now. So, sure. but there just always seems like, like, like Cap, there's always a rumor he's going to come back, right? But, there's like yeah. now Vision... His memories are, are handed over. So the person that... There's so a person he might who, as well be Vision. There's a person now. who looks just like him. Who has all of his memories. Who's in whiteface. You know, who doesn't have the emotional attached to it. Yeah, it's backwards. Reverse racism. <laughs> yeah, it's a reverse racism. So, is she going to paint him? Like, is that how they fall in love? Like, well, I mean, she gave like him his... color once already. Yeah. The black and white episode mm-hmm. went to color. Certainly she could do it again. Yeah, I just, it, it but, does, like, is there, is there just, a, are they allowing themselves that there's no real consequence? You, you had mentioned a term last week because I brought it up where we don't get a comeuppance for Spider-Man's identity being revealed at the end of Far From Home, yeah. where Marvel constantly has this revolving door of, you're probably going to get caught in it, but eventually we're just going to let you out and there's not really going to be an answer for what's happening. That's what's happened. When I say we closed the door on Vision, we understood how it came to be. So she was able to use whatever fragment of the Mind Stone to make him this, this, this entity or this being. Sure. I mean, the one to shoot them some bail as a long-term wrestling fan, long-term, long-term booking is not an easy thing. Right. So they've, they've been at it for 10 years and I think they've been on a pretty good job. And now it's like they're it's easy because they've given us so much to like point out little things along the way, but until in totality, I think they do generally build the story pretty well, but I am concerned that she first of all, Wanda has no consequences. Vision, there yeah. was no consequence. Like he, he, that should be like when it doesn't. I mean, okay, here's a new question: Does it tarnish the way you look at his death in Infinity War? No, because I still because felt it's like not the, real. Like no. um, there's an issue now with this Marvel universe where we don't really know what's real and what's not, just because of the the time stone and all that stuff. With but that moment's like emotional man like those movies are perfect because of the emotional strings that it pulls yeah. over the 10 years that you've watched this to this buildup it's so important but you but to your point you don't think that this ending to like 
yes, Wanda didn't get a punishment. She didn't have an ending, but we were deeply tied into her physical and mental emotions of losing vision, losing everything that she'd lost, and then being basically told that there was nothing she could do. That helpless feeling of, hey, he's ours, he's not yours. You can go live your life now, go do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. She didn't have anybody. It's a little too realistic or a little bit too uh, close to home for everyone during this pandemic. Now, we just have to figure out what she plays in this bigger scheme of things. But in this show, you're given all of the possible emotion of she lost him. She tried to bring him back in this fake world. I mean, she lost her kids, too. We don't really acknowledge that as well. Potentially lost her kids because the kids are real. Like, that's one thing it does leave us with in the post credit scenes is that it's like, thank you for choosing us. And then you hear them I know. crying. I right? know, so but... they're, they're possibly out there somewhere. And, okay, the last question coming out of this will just be, where are we going? So um, she's going to be in Doctor Strange, right? She's filming she that right be. now. Yeah. And she, so she's going to be in that. Uh, look forward to see what the role she plays in that. I assume she's going to go to learn from him, maybe? Like, is that why um, so they're together? She's already learning. And we get that small image of her reading the the book of... Uh, the book of darkness, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, so that does, be, you know, bear the question, is she going to become this evil Scarlet witch or does she team up with Dr. Strange and, and possibly learn to use her powers for good? Yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing. Uh, oh but, yeah. Give me some know, Benedict Cumberbatch. I definitely want to see, it seems like we'll probably get a season two at some point with the kids being in play. I don't think they'd go with a movie for her. Yeah. No, no. I think Billy and Tommy, uh, they're going to be sitting on the bench until we can revisit uh, exactly what are the ramifications of this world that she built maybe we get wandavision too and it's where they're going through like the dimensions looking for their that's kids. actually oh look at you, there you go. pitching storylines i was gonna say that they just get adopted by white 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 vision no. and just have that awkward little family dynamic <laughs> they make a sitcom out of that one yeah why not like yeah. hey i know i'm not your real father but <laughs> god damn it i have his memories and you will respect me <laughs> yeah i don't know man could be a, a really good place to go Sounds with like it a worse stepfather. um but I, th- I think that leaves us with the clamoring of wanting to watch Doctor Strange 2. And to your point, next week, we've got Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's the big one. It's, it is the big one. It is a big one. They're all big. Like, um, you, all, you told me earlier they announced a date for Loki. Yeah, June 11th. June 11th. So that's the next one up. So, I mean, this is awesome, right? Like, this is, man, like... TV from home is, like, we talk about this so fucking much, but TV from home is nuts, dude. What else is there to talk like, about? It's like, it's fucking nuts <laughs> now because it's now it's like, okay, I'm going to get all this sick fucking Marvel action every single week while also March 31st, got to say it in every episode, fucking <laughs> Converse Godzilla, dude. Like, dude, I thought we could get through one episode. <laughs> it's just, and then we have, like, we have all those movies we talked about last week, all those, like, trailers that we reacted to. Like, we have all of this stuff, and it's just, it's too much, man. It's like, it's fucking overwhelming. You had actually said uh, way back when we were ranking the streaming services that when Disney starts releasing all these new Marvel mm-hmm. uh, features and productions, are we going to get to a point where it's too much? Uh, having just finished WandaVision and having uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier right on its heels, how do you feel with that statement now? It's definitely not too much in the sense that we hit, we've we been starved for it for so long. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was actually thinking about, I feel like they're doing concessions at the movies. Again, this is like our greatest hits. Um, I feel like they're doing concessions at the movies again, so I was considering going again. But I was looking at this. I, the only movie I could consider going to see is like Raya and the Last Dragon or whatever it's called. I'm like, it seems a little creepy. Um, I'm going to wait for that to come off premiere access for Disney Plus, and I'll be watching so it for I'm sure. I'm anchoring for some popcorn, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so I, but I think we're all just clamoring so much for this shit at this point that it's just keep it coming. Yeah. Keep it coming. Yeah. Like, uh, the walking dead came back. Dude, I'm fucking hitting them Wait, all. Dude, if you've watched any episodes for the last like six months, you know that we're hitting this all is, the headlines right now. This is, uh, my long term story, long term storytelling where it's like, this is my end game. I can hit every Easter egg over the past, except ours is just like six months. So yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of every episode where you're like, let me get all these headlines in and Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. We're making sure to tie up all of our loose ends. All right. So this is where we'll leave you, uh, with this just like, trailer easter eggs and like whatever else just happened here um i've gotten some interesting feedback on my my last post regarding wandavision so hit us in the comments guys uh stay out of my dms hit us in the comments let us know what you thought of wandavision was i way off was he way off or are we spot on and don't really get anything wrong i think we're gonna lean on that side of the spectrum and if you are gonna dm him dm him what you like me first what you dm him just because i'm I want to know. Intrigued. Yeah, there, there's so Color many DMs intrigued. that are that are possibly for Lenny that I just keep just rummaging through and deleting before he reads them. Fuck it. Uh, make sure that you send it directly to him. Also, uh, hit us in the comments. God damn it. Subscribe, like, because we're going to be right back in here in Good Taste Studios doing it again. Like, Probably next week. Like, I have a cot in your living room, dude. We're going to be here right back here. I threw that out. That's a what? <laughs> Till next week, guys. We're out. I'm sleeping with Bailey again. Peace. Later, guys. Asshole. (laughs) Bailey agrees. For those with good taste.